Hi, everyone. I'm Megan, formerly Swanson, now Megan Rhodes, former Miss Nebraska 2014 and Miss Nebraska USA 2020. And this is my interview with The Pageant Project. everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project. Happy Valentine's Day. Again, my second Valentine's Day interview, I was just telling Megan. But my special guest is the aforementioned Megan, formerly Swanson, now Road, CEO of Powerhouse Pageantry and SalesQueen.com. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a blast and a perfect addition to my Valentine's Day, talking to awesome people. Did you forget that it was Valentine's Day? I, you know, I have a wonderful husband who is <laughs> so good at remembering these things. I don't know if it's just because we're newlyweds, but he's amazing. So um, we're going to have a, a wonderful staycation tonight. And he's always nice. so on top of these things. It's just such a blessing. It's good. When did you get uh, married? June 24th of last year. So it's already been like eight months, seven months, which is insane. So time is flying. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget your one year wedding anniversary. Um, I, I need I need to ask what um, what was your wedding like? Was it a huge huge affair? Was it more intimate? So I wanted kind of a medium wedding. That didn't happen. Um, we invited six hundred people. Oh. My my lovely husband is a farm kid, the complete opposite of me. I'm from a town of a million people. He's from a city of five hundred people. Can't even call that a city. And my high school graduating class was larger than his entire town. So we had to invite the entire town is what I'm trying to say. And I was the last child to get married. He was the first child to get married. So, you know, my family was like, yes, less money, smaller wedding. And they were like, invite the entire town, even the mailman. So um, we invited 600 people. It was a very large wedding. My theme was like um, luxury meets bohemian. It was on a wonderful lake. It was gorgeous. Um, literally the, like the clouds came in during the ceremony. So people didn't have to stare into the sun. It right. rained like the second it held off till the second we said, I do. And then we had this beautiful video running. Like it was literally the perfect day. Um, God definitely orchestrated it to just be perfect. And I have, I have, I'm just blessed. It was, it was awesome. And you know, if you're going to pay that much for a day, you mm -hmm. might as well do it right. If you're going to spend the money. So it was, it was wonderful. Definitely a great memory. Well, obviously, you know a lot about business and marketing, and I've often said if you want to charge double or ten times, just put the word wedding in front of anything, and you can, you know, wedding florist is one thing, wedding florist, ten times, planner, one thing, wedding planner, ten times. So yep. uh, I do I do feel for your wallet. Um, but let's start with the easy stuff, Then there's a whole bunch of questions that I want to ask you that are obviously related to pageantry, but not pageantry specifically. But the easy question, how did you get involved in pageantry to begin with? Yeah. So um, I was 19. I was um, newly single getting out of my first, you know, adult like relationship. And my mom um, noticed that something was kind of off with me and marched me into her room to, and told me to look at myself in the eyes and tell myself I was beautiful. And I couldn't do it. I had just finished my first year at music school, Belmont University in Nashville, pursuing the big dream. 
And I went from being a very large fish in a normal pond to a very small fish in a very large pond. And so I was met with this crisis of identity, crisis of um, belonging. And I knew that I had worldwide impact on the inside of me, but had no outlet to be able to do that. And so um, it was this beautiful moment where I was in the fetal position crying for three hours. And, you know, after I got up, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And so um, I saw a Facebook ad for Miss Nebraska. And I felt like, um, you know, something spoke to my heart that was like, that's you next year. And so um, I had done, you know, NAM and I won an ANSO title once when I was younger, but um, definitely wouldn't consider myself a pageant person. And I went in and won Miss Nebraska. I was at Miss America like less than a year later. And um, that's how I got into it was literally just seeing a post and, and kind of decided that that was an avenue that I wanted to put mm-hmm. my, um, my effort into. And it was the most beautiful thing because I think a lot of people that, that are drawn to pageants are high achievers. And it really does kind of become your sport. I think it's super healthy to have something to put your energy into, especially at that age. And, um, you know, it's changed my life ever since. So that's what got you into it. The next question then is what kept you in it? Because everyone's individual on that. So what actually got you hooked in the sport of pageantry? Yeah, I mean, definitely winning on your first try is a bit addicting. Um, But I then I took, you know, seven years off and built my first company, Powerhouse Pageantry. So, you know, I, I think I saw the absolute transformation in my confidence and my communication skills. And um, public speaking is the number one fear in the world, even more than death. So if mm. I can conquer that, it really gave me the courage to say, well, what else can I do? If I can conquer this, if I can speak in front of people, what else could I do? And it actually birthed my entrepreneurial journey. So, um, yeah, I, I still to this day, you know, I've competed in like two major pageants and I'd go on to win Miss Nebraska USA. But to this day, I'm still like, you know, we were talking earlier, like I consider myself an entrepreneur that fell into pageants and kind of decided that that was a beautiful avenue. The reason why I stayed in the industry, even though I only competed twice, was because I loved the women. I, you know, I, I struggled mm. with female friendships growing up a lot of my life because I'm very, you know, kind of tell it like it is. And I'm a, I'm a leader. And it was yeah. so nice for the first time just to be around other people that were leaders themselves, too. And so I was like, well, man, if I can create a company that gathers these wonderful people together that would be friends in real life. And I can also be their mentor and develop them um, entrepreneurially, spiritually, and in the practical skills of pageantry, then that sounds like a home run, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's really what kept me in the industry was the ability to serve the people. Right. Let me, let me ask you, this is the crux of the question that I wanted to ask you and why I really wanted to to bring you on. Um, I have this thesis and I don't know if you'll agree with it that um, the best way to succeed at pageantry is to create an amazing life outside of it and then bring that to pageantry versus some people who have the idea, and I'm not going to say it's wrong, I just don't agree with it, just do pageant after pageant after pageant after pageant. And yes, you develop some skills, but meanwhile, your life is completely on hold or going backwards because everyone else is going past you. And now I've spoken to so many pageant queens, Megan, who have stopped doing pageantry and they're like, now what? Because they haven't, they haven't, I think, put the effort or the time into creating a life that they're excited to go back to. Wow. And they almost sometimes use pageantry as an escape to avoid facing the fact that they're not happy in their job, they're not happy in their career, maybe they're not happy in their relationship. And even more importantly, they're not happy with themselves because that's at the heart of it all, right? Yeah. Um, so as someone who's obviously successful outside of pageantry, what would you say the keys are to creating a life 
outside of pageantry or even being able to move on from pageantry, even though you have a business that's focused obviously on pageantry, powerhouse mm -hmm. pageantry, but you obviously have a life outside of pageantry. So how do you manage to do that? Or how do you manage to move on from pageantry? Oh, how much time do you have? So I think, that, you have? <laughs> I think that you just said it so beautifully, honestly. So I completely agree. And actually the bedrock of what you're saying is the number one reason why people work with us, because I would say that that's the, the biggest thing that people come to us for. I was just interviewing somebody this morning, one of our clients for a little testimonial video, and she's brand new to pageants. And that's, that's exactly one of the things that that she said is she's like, you, you know, you just think of things differently. And, um, I think that's just because I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I have that long-term thinking having, you know, had to grow my own companies and, and start with nothing. You know, I started with $162 in my bank account working as a barista and my parents were worship ministers growing up. We did not have money. I had nothing handed to me. So I think that I just was kind of, I always had that perspective that like, this was going to be a stepping stone, but who I am is separate from what I do. And yep. that's the biggest thing is like, if your identity is in your accomplishments and in your achievements, then when those achievements go away, when the lights go away, when no one's knocking at your door anymore, you literally have a crisis of identity. And um, that's, that's a huge reason why I created salesqueen.com and impact Academy, which is my course where we train people to take the speaking engagements that they're already getting. And I teach them how to sell um, and how to create an offer and things like that on the back end of their speaking engagements, because I had this revelation having worked with women for eight years. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I'm training you how to get $10,000 sponsorships. I'm teaching you how to do all these high level things like an entrepreneur. Well, why not actually just call a duck a duck and yeah. help you make money, you know? Yeah. And if I can help um, people, regardless of whether they want to be a full-time entrepreneur, start to think that way while they do have the crown, mm -hmm. it just positions you differently um, to be what I call a person of impact, which I love your phrase, be more than just a queen, make an impact. I'm like, you're speaking my language, dude. I love it. Um, and that's why we call it impact Academy, because I think that with strong leaders, there's something on the inside of you that you're like, you know what? I was, I was born to like say mm. something and have a message. And I'm like, well, let's monetize that message. Like let's set you up, you know? So, um, but honestly you, you said it so perfectly. I think it starts with just accepting and even having that thought before it's too late. Because, um, you know, in our programs, even at Powerhouse, we have a pre, we have a during, and then we have a post like yeah. coaching regimen. You know, we coach yeah. people for either six months or a year. We, you can't just book like a one-off coaching session with me because A, I have to protect my time, but B, um, because I don't, I don't subscribe to the philosophy of coaching 27 out of the 30 girls that compete just so I can get the testimonial. You know, I'm like, no, I want to do life with people because if we're actually going to invest in transformation, yeah. there's an investment on your half and my half. Um, and then together we get to build something really beautiful where I get to speak into all areas of your life and prepare you for the platform. Um, mm -hmm. and also just like, I had a client say today, it was so beautiful. She was like, you know, yeah, like I'm definitely here to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm competitive. I'm here to do this. But yeah. she's like, it's so cool knowing that, um, we call it detaching from the result. Like you have to get to that place where you actually can detach from the result and say, you mm -hmm. know what? Like, I will survive if for some reason yes. in this totally subjective thing, 
that I'm subjecting yeah. myself to where it's not like business where I'm like, do this thing, you'll get this leads, I'll teach you how to sell, you'll close the yeah. deal, you'll make this money. Yeah. Like pageants are not that way. You could have <laughs> been the best that day. And for some reason they wanted a brunette, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, you, you have to learn these things. And I think when you learn them ahead of time, I love how you said it'll translate into your relationships. Um, it translates into your leadership it tra and everything, you know, which is why mm -hmm. we love pageants in the first place. So, like I said, I could talk about that all day. Well, we're not, we're not done quite yet. I, I <laughs> love how you said that the pageant world is subjective and people go, yeah, Adrian, obviously it is. But then sometimes when it comes to setting their intention or setting their goal, they somehow forget that it's subjective because they say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to win. And I'm like, I, I liken pageantry to more like dating. Mm. You might be the best person on paper, but you still need that compatibility. As you said, the system could be looking for a brunette. But now I've got to ask you the next question, which I really wanted to ask you, because I've interviewed over 300 pageant queens. Wow. One thing I've noticed is, yes, they're high achievers. And two, they seem to have this inherent, let's call it spirit of entrepreneurship. They, you, and you can just see it in them. They have that talent to get attention and to speak well. So they make perfect entrepreneurs and they have ideas. And then when they go to start their business, for some reason, so many of them, A, they hesitate they're scared of it or be the only thing they do is start an Instagram or a hashtag. And I'm just like tearing my hair out going, no, 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 no. This is not the right way to start a business. Yeah. And then I see the way you're doing it. I'm talking about sales. I went to salesqueen.com. You've got a funnel, you've got the, you know, email, you've got the video, you've got the capture and you blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why, why don't more of you do that? Please do more of that. So can I just ask, why do you think that for so many of the pageant queens who do want to create their own business, and it's not necessarily money, I think for a lot of them, it's freedom, mm. freedom to do what you want, when you want, wherever you want, as much as you want. Yeah. But why do so many of them not take the next step as you did and say, okay, let me embrace this wholeheartedly and actually go full hog at it and not just start an Instagram? Yeah. Yeah very passionate about this Adrian and you said the word funnel so you're just you're cracking open a, a pretty big vault here because I'm such a nerd like let me just tell you look at this book on my desk right here expert secrets by Russell Brunson is I have that right down there on my desk I, right here I have that right down there Love it. <laughs> I have two of his books I have traffic secrets down there yeah. as well yeah I haven't read traffic secrets but I need to anyway so okay in in a nutshell okay a huge part of my story is actually when I was Miss Nebraska um I was in the middle of nowhere and mm. was at a coffee shop and somehow stumbled upon this video of Russell Brunson saying you can make an impact and make money. And I was like, what? Wait, what? You know? And this is so embarrassing. Okay. But I was 21, like barely when I won Miss Nebraska. Don't know what I'm doing. Terrified of speaking, by the way, before I won Miss Nebraska. I'm a singer by oh. trade. You can see the yeah. guitar. Like come from five generations of songwriters. Like that's my jam. But like speaking, sweating, freaking out, like, like, vulnerability right. hangover after overthinking everything anyways so i'm like okay miss nebraska win it on like raw talent and then i'm like wait i gotta do what oh you're speaking every day pretty much but it was the greatest practice in the world and i'll tell you kind of bring this into funnels and stuff so i found russell brunson and i'm like okay yeah like take take massive and perfect action i'm gonna build a funnel i remember being up at like 2 a.m at my parents house again i'm 21 years old trying to build a funnel 
bawling my eyes out. I'm so stressed, but I'm like, I know that this is like going to be the next thing. I, I've always been like very prophetic, if you will, like in terms of what's coming down the pike and where, where trends should be going. And, and again, I had this like impact on the inside of me. I'm like, man, I have this message. Like I want to share with the world. So I made this audiobook called The Focus Factor. And it had this big green eyeball on it. And it was the ugliest thing you've ever seen. This is before Canva, before like anything, right? right. And I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. I remember like trying to toggle between like the test version and typing in the fake credit card on Stripe and figuring out Stripe, Stripe. again. Like yep. all these things. I'm a baby, right? And I yeah. start selling this thing at the end of my speeches. And I'm like... I'm awesome, you know, but also like total imposter syndrome. But you know what? People bought it. And at the end of the year, I had made $10,000 as Miss Nebraska. And I was like, just and literally wouldn't even prepare for my speeches, totally winging it, just like sharing my story. (laughs) Right. And actually, that's the foundation of everything that I do today, because it started with Russell Brunson. And I think that you know, college isn't teaching these things. So a lot of pageant women get like a communications degree and or a PR degree or they go into broadcasting because again they have Mm. like that communication like hey I want to lead I want to serve I want to speak but nobody's teaching them how to monetize their message unless somehow you rub elbows with kind of our online marketing world right and then on top of that in my personal opinion um, you know I found Amy Porterfield early on you know teaching courses but like who else was a female teaching me these things I found Brooke Castillo with the life coach school but like, again, other females, it was like yeah. Gary V, Russell, Br- you know? So for me, um, it part of what even took me a longer time to get here was I didn't have a role model of a female being like, you know what? It's okay to be bold. You know what? It's mm. okay to share your story. It's okay to, to be a multimillionaire if you want, like, yeah. and have a family, like, and maybe raise some babies and be there to pick them up at three o'clock. So until I had a model, which didn't come until a couple years ago, um, right. it slowed my growth. And that's why I've seen kind of exponential growth in my life in the, in the next couple of years. So one, I think it's access. Um, because until you start listening to the right podcast, you know, like where would pageant girls even see a role model, which is why I'm trying to kind of yeah. stake that claim in this world of like, Hey, join impact Academy. It's only a thousand bucks. And I will literally teach mm. you how to be a millionaire from one speech for the rest of your life. Like, just come mm. on. Like I, I will teach you in like a month, you know? So I'm trying to be that role model. Um, and, and then, yeah, I think sometimes we get locked into just one way of doing things or when people are in that pageant sector of life or they're in college, you know, there's a lot going on. And so it's just like, um, you know, with our podcast, we've tried to bridge the gap and I really stretch people like, I'm like, okay, there's a little baby entrepreneur on the inside of you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm just stepping into that season. We just launched sales queen and impact Academy this year. And so I'm really hoping to, not just take market share because it's not just about money, but I'm like, no, you're right. Like they are entrepreneurs. And I'm like, y'all are already mm. speaking. You're probably paying for your own gas money. You're probably yep. paying for your own, you know, Chick-fil-A on the way there. Yep. What if you could just make a hundred dollars when you speak? What if like, I don't even know if I'm talking a million dollars, but like just yep. cover your costs. Like what would that yep. do? How much more would you do on the weekends? How much more impact would you have even as a local title holder? So we're trying to solve that problem now, Adrian, because, um, you know, we, we all, th- th- I believe in abundance and I'm like, I believe that mm. I've cracked the code on something really special because I've done the 10 years of hard work to learn funnels and learn these mm. different things. Um, and it is new, you know, it takes an adjustment to learn any new thing, but yeah, I think it comes down to like access and role models. And, um, 
<laughs> when I tell people in the online marketing world that I have a pageant business, you know, they're like, what? So I think it's kind of cool just to like shock people in that way. And I, yeah. and you know, that I'm also like a killer at sales and I'm like, give me your objections. And I just think it's cool, you know, and I want other people to surprise people too with, with yeah. all the stuff that they have, you know? Um, anyways, yeah, I could nerd out about that all day. No, I, I, I would love to see more crossover like that because I think it would serve the pageantry. I know it would serve the pageant industry so much, but just, just talk to me about, let's talk about money. Okay, now money is one of those things that you're not supposed to talk about along with politics and religion. <laughs> but money and, you know, sometimes people will say that money is the root of all evil. I think the worship mm -hmm. of money is the root of all evil. I think money is power and I think people want to make an impact. And I say you want to make an impact, but you have no money. The amount of impact that you're able to make is extremely limited. Now, you just said, for example, make enough money to be able to cover your costs, right? And so many people go, that's a good idea. Yet when you tell them, okay, let's start monetizing, there's immediately, you know, hold breath and everything clenches like, oh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do this because, 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 be and to me, it's not, I don't know if it's a money thing. It seems to me almost to be a worthiness thing. So many people don't value their time or their knowledge or their skills to the extent where they're so uncomfortable asking for a dollar, let alone a thousand dollars or million dollars. And to my mind, you know, they set these big goals, but I'm like, if you don't have the confidence to ask for $1, what makes you think you're ever going to get to the stage where you'll have financial freedom? So can you talk to me a little bit about the, the mindset shift that needs to happen? And I imagine yeah. you encounter this all the time in your work, yeah. where the, the big problem is not the how-to, it's the, the why, like how, what's going to get me over that fear of not being worthy enough to ask someone for money in the first place? Yeah. One of, you're such a good interviewer, Adrian. This is totally supposed to happen today. This is blessing me just getting to answer these questions. So I think one of my favorite kind of ways to shock people's mindset right away is if somebody tells me something is expensive, then I say, okay, well, compared to what? oh, well, you know, somebody else is charging $50 an hour. Okay, well, then why are you on the strategy call with me right now? Because if that was perfect and that was serving your needs, you're going to get a $50 an hour result of somebody who's going to charge you 50 bucks probably for like a mock interview and then yeah. tell you that the reason you're not winning is because you use your hands too much. And I'm like, what? like, you could not be missing it more. Like, do you really think that your hands are causing you to not connect? Like, but that's, that's what you're paying for, for $50. Yeah. You're going to get feedback, whether that's good or not, right? Um, it's kind of like the people that compete in one national pageant and three days later, they're all of a sudden a pageant coach, right? Great desire, phenomenal desire, probably yeah. called to impact, called to be an entrepreneur. But I'm like, how about you like actually assess what you have expertise in? And it might be mm. something totally different. Like you're, it's, and then you see people do this. And then a year later, it's like, what? What am I doing? Yeah. You know, what? Uh, right. So anyways, so that's one thing. And then the second thing is I always tell people, um, you know, who, who are you studying? Who are you modeling? Because I don't know about you, Adrian, but like the people that I admire have invested millions of dollars in their personal oh, yeah. education. Mm. And the second thing is, why did you not question taking out a $200,000 loan for a four-year education that doesn't even guarantee you a job? So it actually isn't based off of price. It's based off the value that you place on things. And one of my favorite things to do on a sales call is to help people see the gap between, okay, 
you know what, Adrian, you just told me that you want to win Mr. Universe this year. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big goal. Okay. What are the things that you think, you know, you might need to work on? Okay. Well, my walk's broken. I need to do this. I need to do that. Okay. We assess. Okay. If you were to give yourself, you know, a measurement of like a one to a 10, 10 being the best, where are you at? Okay. Well, I'm a three at this. I'm a seven at this. My talent rocks, uh, but I have Mm -hmm. huge nerves over here. Okay, cool, cool. So you're an overall composite score of a five out of 10. Now you want to be Mr. Universe. Okay, cool. So long story short, I show them the gap between where they are and where they want to be. And usually people have not even gone that far. Or a coach has lied to them to try and take their money. Oh, yeah, just a couple quick fixes. We'll just work on your walk. Yeah, no, no worries. We can fix this in three weeks. I'm like, girl, it took you 25 years to get this way. Yeah. Like it's not going to take three weeks to reverse your entire mindset. Now I'm good. I'm real good at what I do, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like, Mm. no, you need my mentorship for a year because it might take some time to undo all the stuff. I got to look at your habits. I got to look at how you're spending your time. I got to look around who you're hanging out with. I got to look at your values. Do you even know how to articulate what you believe in and why you believe it? If the question, why should you be Miss Universe scares you and you don't know how to answer that, you are not ready. You're not ready. We have so much work to do, you know? So I help them find the gap. And then usually when that light bulb goes on and I'm like, can I just tell you how like the last person that I helped become Miss Teen USA, can I tell you what she did? Well, she, Mm. she invested $6,000 and she was 16 years old. Yeah. Why? Cause she wanted it. And it wasn't just about $6,000. It's a true story. This isn't about $6,000. It's about, she realized that that was the cost to get Mm -hmm. the ticket to the impact that she wanted to have. And she was going to do whatever it takes. It sounds like you may not be ready to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And I have to like show that to people and just say, Hey, like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I know that I can help you, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if you're ready to like help yourself. I think you're kind of living in a fantasy world. And let me tell you why I'm telling you that it's not because I, I wouldn't take your money, you know, whatever. I know that we can help you, but a lot of times it's like, I think you're lying to yourself. I think that you say that you want it, but guess what? This is how people act when they want it. Yeah. This is how you're acting. Yeah. And once we unlock that in people, it either like lights a fire under somebody and they're like, I can't stay here anymore. Like I have been lying to, you know, or I'll tell people, yeah, you, you know, you, you invested K a thousand dollars in coaching last year and you still didn't get top 15. Okay. Well let's like peel back those layers what was yeah. the next level of an, not just, you know, treasure investment, but like time, intention, mm. what other things do we need to cut out of your life? There's so many factors when it comes to coaching and discipline and high performance, whether mm. that's in business or in pageantry. And that's why, I mean, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but like a powerhouse pageantry, like you're just going to get something different because I can help you with your whole life, you know, yeah. spiritually, physically, financially, like we're making you into a person of impact that is a rock star. You walk into a room, yeah. you know your vision, you can articulate, you know, and guess what? That's why girls are so detached from the result when they work with us because they're like, uh, okay. I'm awesome. You know what? Like yeah. I've worked my butt off and like this career, lucky to have me. This per- like lucky to have me and not out of yeah. arrogance, but like out of a humble confidence where you're like, you know what? Yeah, like, yeah when you've invested in yourself that much and you're working your butt off like it gives you a little mm, you know it gives you like a little swag when you walk into the room because you're like you know my skill sets like it it feels pretty good i'm not worried about whether i'm gonna miss this high note because i did the work 
Like, why would I be nervous when I'm just talking about myself in an interview? I've done this a million times. Like, yeah. you know, and that, that comfort level, like, let me tell you, Adrian, 10 years ago when I couldn't even look myself in the eyes and say a single good thing about myself, why am I so emphatic and passionate about this? Cause I was that girl and I would be doing, you know, I would be out of integrity to not live with that level of passion every day to want to get, to want to yeah. help other people feel like I do now happily married. I, I wake up and love and like myself every day. I know that I can create the income that I want. I get to live the life that I want. That is a gift that if I, mm. you know, didn't put a price on that, knowing that people who pay, pay attention, I'd be doing a disservice to that person's growth, you know? So I know that's a long answer, but like, I just, you know, I get a little tired of people just saying like, oh, let's just work on your walk today. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have five. Like, I'm either going to be a fire hose to you that like you're not ready for, yeah, or when you yeah. are ready, this is going to be like the best thing ever, you know. So I just want yeah. that for people. I don't think there's anything wrong with scaring people off a little bit because not everyone, as you said, is ready. And yeah. sometimes delivering that, I don't know, reality check is the right word, but sometimes that's what people need. Um, you you remind me a lot in terms of what we're talking about. Um, my I, I studied under Tony Robbins to be a life coach and a business coach. Oh, awesome. And one of the things that he's, so I'm one of his trained uh, life coaches, which is why I think we're vibing at a certain level. The language yeah. is very familiar. Yeah. But one thing that he always said that struck with me is 80% of success is psychology and only 20% is mechanics. And I keep saying that to the pageant girls. And I say, mechanics is how you walk, how you talk, blah, 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 how you do your paperwork. But the psychology, like, why are you doing this? You know, and if you didn't get what you wanted before, why didn't you get it? And are you happy with who you are? Do you feel worthy of the title? So I'm just curious in your line of work, particularly with the pageant girls, how much do you feel that you discuss psychology versus the actual mechanics of how to walk, et cetera? Yeah, I, I'd say between 60 and 70% psychology. Um, in fact, um, so I have not studied under Tony Robbins professionally or anything. You could probably teach me a lot. I'd love to just pick your brain and be inside of your head because I love that stuff. But we actually use, um, in my first course that I ever made, we actually use a lot of his state training. And so yep. one of the modules inside of my, um, my interview mastery Academy course, which I, <laughs> my clients make fun of me, the mindset module alone is the size of the rest of the course. So if that tells yeah. you anything. And when they get yep. to module one, Good. they literally like type it in the chat in our group and they're like, got through module one. Anybody who's been through module one's like, yeah, because they know how big of a deal that is. They're, they feel <laughs> like they've like, you know, the slow motion running at that point yeah. because they're so proud of themselves and they feel like they've gotten a master's in personal development. Anyway, so we do, um, again, three years ago when I created this, it was like his physiology versus psychology training. So yeah. basically we, we, uh, the first foundation of what people learn in our course is that like, sometimes you have to move your body to move your mind. Sometimes you have to move your mind to move your body basically. And yeah. they're really interconnected. And then we help people go through like a whole, um, we use the Enneagram for personality typing. It's been an amazing tool. We do like a whole values assessment where we literally make people put language to the values and the beliefs that yeah. they have, because how can you know, um, why you believe something or even why you should be X, Y, Z, if you don't even mm. know what you believe in the first place. So just really foundational things like that. Um, especially during the time of life that most people do pageants and kind of figuring out that discovery in your early twenties is really beautiful. Um, and just, a beautiful awakening that I get to see inside of people because again, I, I get to watch their confidence transform before mm -hmm. my eyes, but they know that they're doing the work. You know, I'm just yeah. the guide. 
Um, but yes, so long story short, probably 65%, I would say, um, especially from the coaching aspect. It's usually um, when I have provided the mechanics, you know, in my coursework, then when people are coming to me, it's always a mental thing or it's yeah. a productivity thing, which is still a sure. mental thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's the fun part of coaching is you just get to help people like learn how to talk to themselves better, you know, which is what it comes down to. How can, how can I coach them so they know how to coach themselves? Yeah. At, at the Tony Robbins conference, to give you an idea where he teaches you the state, the state management, which is the physiology, the focus and the language, the example he makes us do is walk over fire. Yeah. which re requires a certain level of, let's say, physiology. <laughs> if you don't, and the other metaphor is once you start walking across fire, you're probably not going to stop halfway through because mm -hmm. that tends to end badly. But I'm just curious, um, have you heard of the six human needs? Because that's another big component. Yeah, it's, it's in my training. Yeah, I'm okay. telling you, such a nerd. But yeah, it's in my training and, and our girls love it, right? Like, mm. am I not feeling significant right now? Oh, well, that, you know, that solves the yeah. problem right there. Do I not feel certainty? Yeah, that's been huge for our training. Yeah, I asked that because I just see that so much application for that in the world of pageantry. Um, if I was to sort of bring it down to, let's say, uh, not a one size fits all, but as le a solution, let's say. So let me take you back to when you won Miss uh, Nebraska and you're 21 years old and you're trying to figure out funnels and you're sitting in a coffee shop crying. If you were to go back then and you knew what you know now, mm. you know, that sort of question, and there's probably a 21-year-old, an 18-year-old pageant girl watching this and going, okay, this all sounds great, but, you know, bring it down to what, can, what do I do? What's next? What should I do now? What would you have done differently? Hmm. Or where would you start? Maybe not what would you have done differently, but where would you start? Yeah, beautiful question. Well, I do want to say that, first of all, I, I do subscribe to the idea that, like, I wouldn't change anything. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it also would be nice to change everything because I could get results way faster. And you know, I mean. faster yeah. is fun, right? So it's like yeah. both and. Um, you know, number one, I would say like you, the way that you see yourself really does inform all of your actions. And I just want to encourage people that like it's okay to fail. In fact, like the most successful people have just learned how to fail faster and they're mm. really good at making adjustments quickly. Um, they, they separate their identity from those failures. Failure is just getting results, which was ironically my onstage question when I won Miss Nebraska USA. And it was like so authentic and awesome. I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. I fail every day. Like, you know, yeah. I got to just like tell the world that. And then I won and it was super cool. Um, but honestly, like, that's what I would say is I think um, failure, taking action and then investing in mentors. I would have invested in mentors way faster and done anything. I mean, anything to pay the next amount of money. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that so that you guys can buy my course or invest with me or anything like that. But like, I really mean it. I mean, at this point, I've invested six figures in my own education. Yeah. And I don't say that to impress anybody. But just that like, that's I mean, how else do you think that you learn the next step? You know, yeah, absolutely. And uh, like doing it alone is miserable. Like there were so many nights that I just like felt completely alone or I was in the ClickFunnels Facebook group of 100,000 people like an idiot asking a question. 
but I had the courage to do so, you know, like looking back, I'm like, how did I have the confidence to do that with everybody else is like a 45 year old grown man, you know? And, and, um, but yeah, so take action. I would say fail quickly, figure out who you are and then ask yourself who has my next answer and pay whatever you can to get in the room where people are sharing that information. You don't want to be that person that, um, and I have more of an acuity for this now, but, um, try and see, like be an early adopter whenever you can. So if if somebody that you admire creates a new program and they're beta testing it, hop on it, a, it'll be cheaper. It's going to double in price probably six months later, but you're going to get the most of that CEO's time too, in the early adoption stages of that. And mentorship is literally everything. Like it, it just, it, it's everything. I can tell you the exact people who have been the reason why I've up-leveled every single time. And, um, you know, you can read books when you do apply everything that you, you know, learn in the books. If you just apply, apply, apply. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the things that we teach in our courses too, is don't be a researcher, be a doer. Um, yeah. Like it, it sounds so simple, but like, Literally, you have to just keep taking action. It takes so much courage to be somebody who thinks for themselves. And, Mm. um, you know, not everybody's called entrepreneurship. So it's not like wrong to be a W-2 employee. It's just different, right? And um, people like us are born with a different level of risk tolerance. We're born with, you know, a little bit of that crazy in us that's just like, you know what, let's go for it, you know? Um, But at the end of the day, like, especially when I was in my early 20s and still on living in my parents' roof and under their insurance, you know, and just things like that. Like that's the time to try, you know, and we invest so much, like I said, in traditional education and don't even blink. Like my husband and I talk about all the time. I'm like, unless my kid wants to be a doctor or something where they really need that, like I would rather give them a hundred K for mentors and internships. Are you kidding me? Like what they would learn. And again, not right or wrong, just different. But, um, that can be a bit of a mindset leap for people like, Oh, why would I invest, Mm. you know, X, X amount of dollars in pageant coaching? It's like, okay, well, is that per, do they have what you want? Like, that's really how simple it is. Can they teach you? Are you going to pay less for somebody who maybe can teach you? Yeah. Maybe like $1 of maybe in my opinion is a wasted investment. I always say I'd rather spend $10 or $10,000 is a little bit of a stretch, but I have darn near guaranteed results. If I just do my part, Rather mm. than spending $100 going all in and being devastated that I got to the pageant and I never had a chance because no one was honest with me about where the bar was. Yeah. I That devastation of like, I just wasted a year of my life. I can't get that time back. What yeah, if you exactly. stop that year? You know? Exactly. I mean, the, the money is one thing. You can always make more money, but you can't get the time back. So if you really want to go for it and you're dedicated, let's go for it 100%, not 10%. And, you know, let's wait and see kind of attitude. Um, when it comes to so there's multiple facets of what you what you do, Megan, yeah. and obviously some of it's pageantry and some of it's not. So if someone's listening to this, watching this and they're going, oh, I really want to work with Megan, whether it's pageantry or something else, can you just walk the girls or walk the audience through, okay, this so for example salesqueen.com and this is if you are interested in that powerhouse pageantry is for this so just walk us through the different spokes because obviously there's more than one spoke to your wheel 
Yeah. So thank you for asking. Um, the entry point is we have um, two major programs inside of Powerhouse, and then we have two major programs inside of salesqueen.com. So my whole kind of thing is, you know, from pageant queen to sales queen, there's so many translatable skills. Um, if you're a great communicator in pageants already, um, sales is, is honestly, you probably are going to rock at it. And that's what I fell mm. in love with. So our two programs in Powerhouse are the Powerhouse Club, which is a very inexpensive um, opportunity where it's a month-to-month -month membership. You can join our community. You get discounts on our live events in person, which happen every three months, and um, which are called Masterminds. They're amazing two-day events where like, you will absolutely be transformed in 48 yeah. hours. Um, there's just something different about being all in, and it's your opportunity to work with my sister and I in person, um, which there's no other opportunity to do that. So Powerhouse Club's amazing. You guys can go to bepowerhouseclub.com to sign up for that. And then um, we have the Pageant Academy. So it actually just came out this week, formerly Inter Interview Mastery wow. Academy. We redid the entire thing. And now it includes things like walking, branding, um, how to make 10K as a title holder, sponsorships, even more mindset, really like everything that you would ever need in terms of any question. If you're a newbie, if you're a veteran, and then you'll get opportunities to come to our live events, um, as well as Powerhouse Club that's included in that package. So it's an incredible bundle deal. And you can sign up for a six month or a year long mentorship with my team. And then, yep. um, and I don't know the website for that, but you can sign up for a strategy call. It's all over our socials and stuff like that. Um, if you want to do that or just DM me pageant Academy and we can sign you up. Yeah. And then um, salesqueen.com, which like I said, was birthed out of really a vision for helping people create more impact and monetize their message. So I had this aha moment, Adrian, where I was like, literally every girl already has a platform. Literally every girl is speaking. Yep. <laughs> Why? Why are we not making money? And that's just yeah. to me, right? So if you want the easy button of basically... Um, I always say, turn your skills into sales and monetize your message. Um, I'll help you craft using our um, sales speaking framework, basically, um, and teach you how to pitch at the end in a way that doesn't feel mm. salesy, that feels very conversational. And you're genuinely helping people with the points of your platform. It'll also help you if you have to do like a social impact pitch or whatever they're calling it now in Miss America yeah. or any other kind of mini speech. It'll help you in interview. It translates to answer question. It just helps you become a better communicator and will also help you craft your offer and help you get booked on stages like this, um, different podcast stages, platforms, conferences, all of that. Um, like I said, for a pretty inexpensive cost. So you guys can go to salesqueen.com. Um, we have free trainings all the time. Or you can go to salesqueen.com forward slash replay um, if you're ready to dive in and you can watch an hour long masterclass where we kind of walk you through um, that whole thing. And then we have a, a larger business accelerator if you already have a business and you just want to light it on fire. Perfect. That sounds super exciting. Um, all right. Just before we move towards the close, I'm just cognizant, keeping an eye on the time. Let me ask you a broader question. So I'm sure a lot of the women who've worked with you have found you transformational and inspiring. Who inspires you? Yeah. So I would say um, Real Talk Kim, which is a, a Christian online. She's a pastor. Um, she was one of the first people, like I said, who was a female who was bold, was extra, was a little bit out there. She had spiky blonde hair, had a past, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, thank you for being like a real person. And I saw her just blow up on social media for just being 100% her. She went viral when her car broke down on the side of the road um, on the way to working a $10 an hour job at Bloomingdale's. And now she's a oh. multimillionaire and 
um, has an inner circle and just impacts literally tens of thousands of women. And long story short, um, in, in 2019, 2020, um, I'd been admiring her from afar forever. And, um, long story short, um, was like, you know what, I'm going to just, what, what if I could have her on my podcast? And within three hours, I had her booked on my podcast. Um, we got together, had an amazing episode. And then she looked at me and was like, you have the same calling on your life that I have on, on my life and mm-hmm. offered me mentorship. And so she's, she's just the real deal. And, um, you know, they say like, don't meet your heroes, but I've been very fortunate to meet many of my heroes. And I think in the entrepreneurial world, um, not always, but for me, um, especially because I try to have a values match with a lot of people, not just like, oh, you make a lot of money. Um, but I've, I've loved meeting my heroes. Um, my, my current mentor, Rudy Maurer is in, you know, one of the top five marketers in the world and he's my personal mentor. Um, a lot of different people. And then honestly, um, my, my husband is a huge influence in my life as well. So we are both entrepreneurs. We both work from home and, um, we just sharpen each other in such a beautiful way, a huge part of my story and just encouraging anybody who's watching, um, for a long part of my life, I, um, I was previously in an abusive relationship, you know, had gone through some things and, um, just really wondered and was for me, like kind of crying out to God, like, man, am am I ever going to, find somebody that can, that can not just like handle this, but like mm. embrace and celebrate everything that I was created to be and make me better, um, in a beautiful partnership, you know? Mm. And so lo and behold, um, in the, the height of the pandemic and, um, I've never told this story publicly, but it was right after Miss USA. Um, you know, I lost Miss USA. I came home, I had $0 in my bank account. Um, felt led to break up my boyfriend and I left my church community the exact same week. So it was like the hardest week of my life. I shut myself off social media, took it off my phone for two whole weeks and literally just like completely surrendered and was like, what am I doing with my life? And, um, you know, Christmas hits, January hits the next year and I have my business absolutely blows up like crazy. Um, I meet Landon like a month later, who's my husband And, um, it's just been, you know, soaring from there, from that place Mm -hmm. of like complete surrender. Um, but because of that, I, you know, my husband and I just have such a mutual appreciation of one another and truly are like a 100, 100 partnership where I can't imagine not having that person to just sharpen me. So, um, we're starting a show this year on YouTube and doing some fun things together. And we hope to, um, impact a lot of people too, just by being real and kind of like, opening our lives and our thoughts up to people because a lot of people don't have couples to look up to either. Um, And we're not perfect, but, you know, we're just going to try and help people. So my husband definitely inspires me. I I need to ask you about surrender. Um, I I was baptized and then last year I took it upon myself to read the Bible from, you know, beginning to end. It's something that's been on my bucket list for however long and I just felt called to do it. And one of the messages that really struck me was that you have to walk the path that God has laid out for you. And that that's basically how you get to heaven. Um, not by doing what you think is right, but following the path that's been laid out for you. Now, I struggle with that a little bit because, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially, you want to control everything. None of this. No, you do this path that's laid out to you. Um, but let me ask you this, because you said you surrendered to it. I think that's a beautiful phrase. Mm-hmm. But a question I've been asking all my Christian friends is, how do you know when you're walking the path that God laid out to you? Because obviously that's hugely important. But yeah. then I'm like, 
well, God, how do I know? Give me a sign here. So what are your thoughts on that? That's really <laughs> important to me. I think you talked to God before this, Adrian, because this is you've asked me all my favorite questions on the planet to, to answer, including this one. So you definitely hear from the Lord. Um, so Psalm 37, 4 is a scripture that says God will give you the desires of your heart. And then I think it's in Galatians. Um, I could be wrong. It's somewhere in the epistles in the New Testament. They talk about the difference between the fruits of the spirit, which is Galatians five. And then like the, yeah. the, the, the bad ones, like the, the anti fruits of the spirit, right? Yeah. Like the, the lust of the flesh, the pride of the eyes and the, the pride of life, I think are the three. So I think that people massively overcomplicate this. And I've actually had people come to me in tears because, you know, it's like, oh, well, I felt called to this pageant, but I didn't win you know, mm -hmm. and these big questions and things like that. And so I just like to make things simple, but you know, where it says God's given you the desires of your heart. If you break down that word in the Hebrew, it actually means two things. Cause you know, Hebrew words, we try and make sense in English. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. got back from Israel. So I'm like all into the Hebrew oh, wow. right now. Yeah. My husband and I did, it was transformative. Um, yeah. but that word gives means twofold. It actually means he puts them there, but it also means that he helps to carry them out. So right. I actually think that more often the, the part that people misinterpret is that he put them there, you know, mm. like you can trust that if he gave you that desire, I used to like get so scared and be like, he's going to call me to China to be a missionary. And I'll never forget that somebody looked at me and they're like, but do you have that desire? And I was like, no, I feel called to America, like big time, like big time yeah. called to America. Not that I won't go other places. But I was yeah. like, Man, I just have like a heart for America. I have yeah. a heart for this kind of, you know, this certain sector of people. And someone was like, okay, well, that's the desire he's put in your heart. Like, don't make it weird. And I was just like, make it weird. <laughs> oh, you know, like we over religious things so often. Yeah. Sometimes. And yeah. then somebody looked at me and they were like, is it a lust of the flesh? I was like, no, I'm like really trying to help people. And they're like, okay, don't make it weird. Is it full of pride and it's all about you? And I'm like, no, I just really want to help people. They're like, okay, you know? So I think people just overcomplicate it, you know? And, mm -hmm. and then my favorite scripture in the world is third John two, which says, I will above all else that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Soul is mind, will, and emotions. And that word prosper means to financially prosper. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I figured out, I was like, Hey, God's cool with me, like financially prospering and being like, not a train wreck and my mind, will, and emotions. Like that means he's going to help me get there, you know? Yeah. And when I realized that, that really shifted me into action and has helped me as an entrepreneur, because if you're constantly living with this, like, well, I don't know, maybe God just wants me to suffer. I'm like, okay, well, if you can find a scripture to back that up, like, cool, but I can't. Um, and I just think that people overcomplicate it when in reality, God wants to have relationship with us. And mm -hmm. if, if we're, you know, if Jesus is supposed to be our friend, Holy Spirit supposed to be our comforter, God's supposed to be our father, like my relationship with my dad isn't that complicated. If he says something, I trust it. I believe it. I can talk to him, you know? Yeah. And so for me, um, that's, that's worked pretty well. And, uh, a lot of other people that I respect. And so, yeah, I'm just like, Hey, if he's getting you excited, it takes a lot of passion, Adrian. And, you know, not every day is full of bubbles, unicorns and roses as an entrepreneur. So if we didn't yeah. have passion, for the thing that he called us to, I think that we'd quit to be honest. Yeah. So like, he's got to give us something so that we get through the hard times because it's a journey, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's not just like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur and now I'm a millionaire. Everything's perfect. Like maybe some people, 
but there's got to be a desire, something in us that buffers through the tough times. Um, Absolutely. And that's just what I found for me and, um, and for the other people that I've been able to help. So hopefully that mm. helps somebody. Well, it helps me. I don't know. <laughs> Selfishly, it helps me. <laughs> I, I can't remember where I saw it, but I, I think there's a phrase somewhere in the Bible that says God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yeah. And that really struck struck home because a lot of people go, oh, but I'm not qualified to do this, but you're called to do it. Yeah. And then he qualifies the called. Amen. And I think that, um, that that really spoke to me. Anyway, we need to wrap this up. So let's do this quickly. So just before we get to the final 10 questions, is there anyone you would like to give a shout out to? I think I kind of already did, but I'll, I'll give a shout out to my my husband. He's awesome. You guys can follow him at Landon Roads. If you guys are a, a videographer or a photographer, he has an amazing business called Creative Academy that helps people build million dollar videography and photography businesses. Um, because a lot of a lot of creatives are really great at what they do, but they're terrible at business. So yep. got to give husband a shout out if you're a an awesome videographer that you know might have a little ADHD like my husband and I do he can help you. Um, and he's a fun person to follow because he's super humble and we'll just put up like one awesome video and get a bajillion views because he's Landon and it's fine. I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> yeah. Bless creatives. They're very good at what they do, but sometimes the business is a bit of a struggle. Yeah. All right. Let's go through these final 10 questions. Bring the pageant essence back. Number one, what is your favorite word? Probably right now I'd say it's impact. Number two, what is your least favorite word? Succulent. I can't stand it. And can't. It reminds me of everyone says the word moist, but I think I'm okay with moist, but succulent. It just it's another me. level. Uh, no, uh, we have a rather obese cat, and the, the nickname that my brother and, and I gave to it was Succulent. So you just reminded me of that. <laughs> See, we're <laughs> totally in sync today. It's a, it's a terrible name, and there's some plants that are called Succulents. And every time I hear that name, I just say, oh, that's a terrible name. Anyway, yeah. um, number three, in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? I think people taking a chance on themselves and investing in themselves because I know what that's going to turn out as, you know, like when that spark, when I see that spark in somebody that they know that they're made for more and the light bulbs go on where they, they start thinking that they're actually worth something because I know exactly what that feels like. And it just makes me cry every time. Number four, what turns you off? I think complacency. Um, I just think it's really ugly and Anybody that feels like they need to put somebody else down, those mm. two things really bother me because um, like in pageants, for example, it, I always train, you know, tell my girls, there's always the really loud girl who talks all the time. And then there's the girl who isolates herself. Then there's the girl who tries to help everybody the whole pageant. Yep. These are all manifestations that somebody's feeling like this on the inside. And so when yep. you can really see what's really going on. There's a level of love and compassion and also grace for people that is impossible if you're just like stuck in your own world. Right. So, um, so yeah, like when people are really quick to judge people or just like mean spirited, it just, um, it's really hard for me because I just like love people so much. And I'm like, man, if you like really knew who you were, you wouldn't be acting this way. 
So yeah. I think God's given me like a special grace and a special compassion for people. Cause like I used to be that person that was just had my mean spirited moments. Cause I was hurting so bad, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want people to give each other grace. Number five, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? See, these are the hardest questions for me. Cause I'm like all into the deep stuff. And now I'm like sound or noise. Um, well, I'm a musician, so I would say like, um, like binaural beats are very calming to me cause I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. So they really help me focus. Um, yeah, I'd say binaural beats if that is a sound. It certainly is. It's the first time I've heard anyone mention it after 300 interviews, but <laughs> I love it first. Number six, what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, people chewing with their mouth open. Oh. I literally, I'm sorry if this makes me a bad person, but it is partially why I broke up with someone in my life. Like smacking. Now, granted, usually because people have a deviated septum, they need to go get that figured out. But cannot, like send me to the moon 10 out of 10 instantly. I cannot, cannot. Very passionate. I'm, I'm quite sympathetic to that. I did interview a pageant girl from Texas who hates that sound so much that anytime she hears it, she begins bawling uncontrollably. <laughs> so I, I, I do sympathize. Um, number seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? You know, I would need the ability to turn it on and off, but I would like to read people's minds. I'm just, I'm nosy like that. And I yeah. also would, you know, would want to use it to help people, but it would have to have an off switch. Sure. Number eight, what job other than your own would you most like to attempt? That is so hard because I'm living in my dream. Let me tell you, um, that is like the hardest question. I, I honestly don't know if there's anything I would rather do. Um, I, I guess maybe like pursuing full-time a, a career as a singer. Um, yeah. I still have plans to do that like in a different way through more like mm -hmm. YouTube stuff and in a controlled monetizable environment but yeah i'd say singer would be the only other thing i'd do what job would you definitely not like to attempt this is not even what i would not like to attempt this is what the world would never want me to do but anything involving details like accounting worst person you could ever have in the world like personal assistant absolutely not anything like that not happening virtual assistant horrible any of that you don't want that to happen have you tried any of that? Oh, no. I hire people for that. I okay. mean, I had to be it for myself, right? Yeah. Um, but then, thank God, when I hired other people, my clients were like, thank you, Jesus. This is so much better. Like, <laughs> this was kind of tragic. Okay. Like, I love you. But, like, yeah. this was a weak spot. And I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ooh. Well, heaven does exist, in my opinion. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. What would I like to hear God say? Is that what the question was? When you arrive at the pearly gates. Honestly, it's just well done, good and faithful servant. Like that's that's the biggest thing is knowing like, hey, Megan, you you listened, you impacted people's lives and um, you affected my sheep. You know, you took care of my sheep. That's the biggest thing I could ever receive as a compliment. Um, so, yeah. Perfect. Well, Megan, I know that your time is short and in demand. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I could certainly talk to you for a lot longer. Uh, best of luck with everything. Thank you. You as well. This is a blast. Thank you.
and I'll keep you on the line for just a sec. So hang out with the audience. Thanks everyone for watching and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident and impactful queen possible, head to the pageant sorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.